Welcome back to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you are listening to episode 175. Hey, we've got a wonderful guest for this episode of the SBP podcast, Jeremy Gladden, who is in LA. He's an actor. He's also a great, really good friend of mine since 2009, right before the film festival. We're going to discuss a little bit about that and, and lots of really cool things. Jeremy, mm-hmm. welcome to the SBP podcast show. How are you? Thanks, Susie. I'm good. I was I was thinking of the year and it was, was it 2009? Yeah. yeah. It was in the spring. It was in uh, the spring of 2009. Spring. Wow. Because when we we were up in those mountains, it was definitely winter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we had snow blizzards and snow. And but there there was some days when the sun was shining and because it's reflecting off the the white Mm -hmm. snow, it got really warm. How many layers were you wearing during our evening shoots? I think I had like 20 layers on and I was still freezing. Yeah, I think because I was in my my actual wardrobe costume for the show for the movie was uh, wool. It was like this thick wool Civil War thing. So soldier. Yeah. yeah. So under that, I think I had maybe three layers under that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But I was still cold, so I probably could have used more. I remember that scene. uh, This movie was about Walt Whitman, letting our listeners know. But um, the girl, the director's sister, and she was walking out there. uh, You guys had fog machines and stuff. I don't think they were fog machines because couldn't hear them. I don't know. They were fog. Yeah, they were fog. So she's walking out there, and I mean, she was practically blue. I mean, she she was bare. (laughs) Except for this little white nightgown. It was, oh my God. And yeah, she had on sandals, I think. So she, cause she was barefoot oh. the whole yep. time. The things that people do and never get paid enough to do. Right. <laughs> Jeremy, you have, you're an actor and I think it would be really good to uh, run. I mean, you've been in some, you have, uh, when I saw, what was that? I see you. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, yeah, I see you. Okay. Yep. It's funny because uh, that was a very intense scene that you were in. Yeah, it was pretty juicy. I It was very fun, too. And it kind of sucks because they, they actually cut, a, cut several parts of that scene out. So mm-hmm. I had a little bit more screen time, but that's okay. I mean, I, I was happy that they I even made it into the final cut. You know, I don't think they could have avoided that because it was so intense. You did such an awesome job in it. Thank you. Yeah, it was. I mean, during that scene, I'm holding my breath going, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What was the character that you played? Uh, so his name was Tommy Braun. He was the so basically the premise of the movie is uh, there's a missing kid and there's a detective that goes to look for him. And he finds out that there was a previous, it's basically the same guy creating these kidnappings that happened 10, 15 years ago. And I play the older, the grown up version of a kid who was kidnapped around that time, like 10, 15 years prior. And the the detective finds me to go talk to me to see if I have any information to give him. And... That's where he comes to the house and he sees me in the backyard (laughs) and I'm all mangled and yeah. You are, you know, how many roles have you played? Huh. That's a great question. How many roles? Not enough. (laughs) (laughs) This actually, because your, your acting ability has always, and guys, I want you to understand this. I'm not saying this because Jeremy is a friend. I'm not talking this up. This is, you guys know me. I'm very, you know, upfront and I'm not going to kid you. And I want you guys to go, what's your website, by the way? JeremyGladden.com, right? Yeah. JeremyGladden.com. G-L-A-D-E-N.com. Oh. <laughs> After 13, 14 years or whatever it's been, 
uh, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, That's nuts. I've been pronouncing your name, your last name wrong. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gladen. Um, so, his acting ability is impressive, and it only just keeps getting better. And when you go to his website, I would like for you guys to go and look at his gallery. They're all clips and scenes, right, that mm-hmm. you've been a part of. And you'll see really impressive acting. And I would say that most of the actors that I've ever met, Jeremy, that have done film started in theater and really did really well in their character development when they were acting on films. Thank you. Would you say that? Would you say that's part of why? Yeah, I think that's a yeah huge reason. I mean, just having access to drama club in high school and then you know becoming a thespian <laughs> and just doing the thing in high school yeah. it was i mean i feel like me and all my friends back then were pretty privileged with what we had in high school i did too just yeah. so you know i used to take it was the best thing because right? i traveled so much so wherever i went in a new school you go into where all the drama kids are and join the drama the drama class yeah and next thing you know, you're accepted and you've, you're you kind of, you're in now, mm-hmm. right? And it's a shame that, you know, I, I don't know how it is now, but they were trying to get rid, I mean, in Ohio, I grew up in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, and they were trying to get rid of arts altogether, like no theater oh. in high schools, no, none of that. So I don't know what and it that looks sucks. like now, but yeah, it yeah, does. That really does suck because it's like, you know, part of learning is enjoying your your passion what you're passionate about and following those things and acting really does help people open up it's a form of expression acting is absolutely yeah yeah so so one of the things that i do want to talk about for a second here is and i want to make that announcement i don't think we've even made that yet so Mm -hmm. let's do it let's do it now and share with everybody how cool this is (laughs) so jeremy is for the first year he is part of our judging panelists for the short films competition how do you feel about that i want to hit a button that makes the clapping sound because <laughs> i'm super excited like i'm pumped that you even reached out and asked me to do that i think it's a yeah it's i'm honored and it sounds awesome so i can't wait yeah i think um i'm trying every year you know, to bring at least one person new in. But at the same time, it's a big it's a big deal to be a judge just because I give that part of our competitions mm-hmm. is very important because people want to win and people who who win need to know that it's 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 real. It's not, you know, some little flingy thing from some mobile phone film festival. <laughs> 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 so That's funny. so yeah so and the other thing that i wanted to to discuss with you is i think this is going to help some of our friends who are listening who also act mm-hmm. um i've been promoting that actors act can you think about that <laughs> um and sometimes you're waiting around for a long time to you know you you spend a lot of time you go to an audition right mm-hmm. And then you come home and you're waiting and then you go to another audition and then you come home with your waiting. And I think there's something that that can happen in between, which says cast yourself, make your own movies. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. I what I so I'm, I'm taking a class right now and I have it every Thursday. And so last night somebody had mentioned, you know, they want to go about acting in the traditional way, which is you know, submitting yourself, your reps submitting you, you getting cast in like a network TV show or a a studio film or in any project, whatever it is. But then she was like, in the meantime, what is super helpful is creating your own content. And like you just said, casting yourself and keeping that, uh, the, the wheels greased. I don't know why I want to mm-hmm. say that, but yeah, keep keeping it, keeping your work as an actor, keeping it oiled and just staying fresh with what you got, however you can. Yeah. Yeah. 
And one of the one of the cool things about also doing that is like you might find your inner director like Ron Howard did. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I mean, there's so many that have done that and because, you know, being on set, you learn a lot. And the basis, you know, the foundation of filmmaking is storytelling. Acting too, storytelling. And yes, acting. Everything is about the story. Yeah. You know, telling the story and you have, you tell it with the lighting, you do it with the audio, you do it with, through the cinematography, Mm -hmm. you do it through all the, you know, the editing and the effects, you do it through the actors and the characters and when you're doing all those things, I forgot where I was going to with this. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> well, I was going to say, <laughs> you also do it through craft service because that's the best part about a set. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but while you're doing all those things and part of that foundation is the storytelling, it really yeah. doesn't matter. That's what I was trying to get to. It really doesn't matter what tool you are using. Mm-hmm. To bring that together, you are on set, you're doing all these things, you're witnessing all these things. So when you go to do that on a phone, you're not saying, oh, it's a different camera and I wouldn't know that one from this one. Mm -hmm. What you're really bringing together to work for you in your storytelling and filmmaking attempt, right? At least at first, is all of that stuff that you've witnessed. The only difference is, oh, you're going to use a phone for the camera. Right. And so everything else you've already learned Mm -hmm. and you get to put it into practice. And I think that builds up your confidence, too. It does. And it's super helpful to to see yourself as much as I mean, most actors I know aren't there. They don't like to watch themselves. Me specifically, (laughs) I'm not a, a big fan of it, but it's super helpful, even if it is on your phone to to watch yourself back and see or, you know, even if it is a director and you're looking at your own cinematography, that's, yeah, do it on your phone. Why not? You were talking a second ago about your Vimeo channel because mm-hmm. you've shot quite a number of videos on your phone. And when I say videos, they're basically scenes, right? Yeah, some of it, there. I have some scenes, but a lot of it too is like, experimental weirdness that I'm just like, oh, I'm going to do this and put it over here but it's yeah it was all, most of it's with my iPhone yeah so how do you find that experience and does does do you have now we've known each other for a long time but yeah. I don't know in your circle of friends you know there's several layers right mm-hmm. uh because you're an actor and you're in the industry as well do you get acceptance from that does anybody do you bring that up with anybody I mean we we were talking earlier and I, I was talking about you know as an actor auditioning with with your phone regardless of what mm-hmm. what the make or model is of your phone um you know a lot of casting directors encourage actors to work from their phone and so what ends up happening is you where i don't i don't know where i was going with that either well you're using your phone to uh, for casting calls, you mean? Yeah, yeah, for casting calls. And it, it's a lot of like, people are like, oh, the competition's getting thick. Like, people are using, you know, big production style cameras and like crazy kinds of lighting for to like production value. But it really can be so simplified as an actor because the point of a, a, a self tape is. They want to see your acting. They don't they don't care about they want to see the raw you, right? Basically. Right. So you can use any camera you want, but most importantly, you can use a phone, which is way easier than using, you know, a DSLR or some kind of, you know, other fancy camera. You know why another reason is that the phone is so easy because you do it all the time. All the t- It's like always in your hand, constantly. Yeah. You're constantly <laughs> practicing without even realizing it. Yeah. Whereas if a cinematographer or a camera person, per se, mm-hmm. you know, they're not out all over town with their RE or Blackmagic or DSLR even. Right. You know, like I, I have a DSLR. Um, it's not a DSLR. It's an SLR. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's still film, but it's, uh, you know, it's a great camera. And I haven't, I haven't had the, the thing to use it because, you know, first of all, the lenses are heavy. And, yeah, and then you worry about dropping it. You can't just leave it on the, in the car. It's not, my purse is too small to carry that thing around. And, yeah. and <laughs> you the, know, the lenses too are noisy. I don't know if you've noticed yeah. that, but I'll try to yeah. make like, I don't know. I get, I try to get fancy and I, it just, yeah, it's a waste of time most of the time. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's just the, the popularity and the mobility, mm-hmm. you know, that yes, a DSLR is mobile because you can take it anywhere easy, but yep. it's still something you got to plan to take out of the house. You don't just go grocery shopping with your DSLR and then something could happen <laughs> there. And how are you going to film it? That would be a great insert shot for my film. Right? Yeah. Yep. So I was going to say, does that happen to you? <laughs> I was going to say, unless you're a YouTuber, I don't, I mean, that's a whole other I don't, I don't, those YouTubers get into like, I don't know, fancy things when I, they, they could just have met much better quality with their phone sometimes. Yes, for sure. We've got some friends, you're going to meet them. Uh, the guys that are doing the, the workshop awesome. yeah. uh, for the festival and they shot an iPhone film, a series called No Budget Zorro. Mm-hmm. And they shot that with their iPhones and they're, they're quote unquote YouTubers I guess, but they're also very, they make films and they do all kinds of things. And so what I find really cool, that's um, called art school dropouts. (laughs) I'm raising my hand because I am one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. To answer your question, because you had asked if, you know, if I told people that I used, I I used, you know, I used a phone to make that. Of course. I have have no shame in that. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. And do you get any responses that are kind of like, why would you do that if you could access? I mean, I don't know what you have. Do mm-hmm. you have a DSLR too? Yeah, I have a like I have a DSLR. It's a it's an old one. It's an old model. Uh, it's a the Canon T seven I, which it's it's puny. Hmm. I mean, it was like it's still a Canon. <laughs> yeah, it's still a Canon. It was seven hundred bucks. I bought it refurbished. I love it. Um, yeah. And I have different lenses for it, but again, like we were just talking, it's bulky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't make, I really can't make the kind of self tape I want. Actually, I get a better self tape from my from my iPhone. Resolution and all that. Resolution. The lighting seems to always be better because the iPhone. It's like, I mean, you can use what's the what's the app? Uh, I'm I'm sure you know it. Uh, the Black Black Magic app. No, it's uh. Is it Fil- Filmic Pro? Filmic Pro, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Like that that is fancy. <laughs> if <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna bump up your your quality of a self tape. But if you're doing like a, a trying to make a film on it, I think it's definitely serves a purpose, Filmic Pro. Yeah, the reason I brought up Black Magic is because it's free and it's from the same makers of Da Vinci. The editing oh, system yeah. and the Blackmagic camera as well, but it's it's completely free and it has all the features from what I know that Filmic Pro has. Got so. it. Good to know. I'll have to download it. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's right, literally, like not even <laughs> In five your inches hand. away. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, Jeremy, if you want, we're going to inspire someone to act film and direct their own film mm-hmm. um how would you how would you inspire them what would you say to them i mean first first and foremost maybe is to not overthink it if you're an actor that's you know putting yourself on tape like you want to make your own create your own character and put yourself you know put yourself out there I, I was actually, I've been asked by my, my rep, my agent has asked me to create uh, like a one minute short in a very specific type of character so that, you know, casting directors can see me as that type of character that I don't necessarily already have in my reel or my, my other footage. And we had went back and forth about ideas, basically coming up with a script, uh, well, 
I'm, I'm, I'm talking ahead of myself. What you want to do is come up with a character that you want to play. Like it could be a dream role and then write like a one page script dialogue, prop up your phone. Cause that's what I'm going to use. I'm going to use my phone. It, it, I mean, the quality is just as good and go for it. You don't have to, I don't even, you don't even have to be, I mean, if it's just to show your acting, you don't necessarily have to be a photo, a photographer or a, a cinematographer. Just get yourself footage that you need, prop it up, prop up your phone and hit that record button, but just trust yourself, have fun. I know that sounds lame. <laughs> no, no, actually, but it's, it's, it's key to yeah. almost everything that we're doing. I mean, yeah, if you're going to work hard, you might as well be enjoying yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's like, if you haven't this idea of a type of role that you want to play and, you know, you feel like you're not getting it ever in your career, why not just make it yourself and, and have it up on your website or YouTube or on your, your breakdowns, your actors access, your LA casting, you can have them all on, you know, video, have the footage on you on anywhere you can upload footage. And then they have people can see you in that role, even if it's just you in your apartment on your phone, kitchen table, kitchen table, <laughs> playing two characters. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've definitely done that way back in the day. I know. Yeah. Uh, you've, um, I've watched, I was up the other night. I didn't realize you had so many clips on your website. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was watching all of them and, and, you know, some of these, some of these clips, I mean, how do you, you colorize them and everything? Yeah. So I, I colorize the ones that I shoot myself. Um, mm -hmm. and then, you know, the other, the other footage that I have up there is, somebody else has edited it but um yeah yeah all the things i've shot on my iphone i've colored it or i'll i'll throw on like a cool artsy filter in some app you know because mm -hmm. that's super easy too it's like if you shoot on your phone you can edit on your phone yeah and you can upload on your phone and it's so much easier <laughs> Yes. The, the, and the quality on the phone, you, you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, which iPhone do you have? Like, it is, it's old. That's <laughs> it's okay. Old. Mine's the 13. So I think I'm, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm one under you. I think I'm yeah. the 12. Well, that's still, yeah, that's still good. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember, you know, when I first started this, Conrad Mess shot a film that I promoted a lot to inspire people. Look, you can do this. You could do this. Yeah. And he shot it with an iPhone four oh. and it was called the fixer. And what he did was he brought it into Adobe after effects. Mm -hmm. He brought it into Adobe after effects. He got the sound. He hired somebody online and they did the voice of the actor mm -hmm. because there were no good ways at that time to figure out how to get, good audio into a phone anyways. Yeah. So all the post-production with that footage that he shot by putting it on a regular uh, tripod. And he even did rack focus in Adobe After Effects. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's a great, great, great film. And the point of it was that I promoted that film like crazy to inspire people mm -hmm. because that was the very first film I received <laughs> and it was like my dream come true. It was like, this is exactly what I'm trying to tell people. This is the future. Yeah. And that was the iPhone four came out in 2010, Jeremy. Yeah. And speaking of that, it's like too the iPhone, you know, it has all those cool features that you can actually shoot in, in the phone, not even having to put it in an editor. You can shoot in slow-mo. It's like yes. it does things like that. So it's like already made for you. Yeah, it definitely gives you. And the, the purpose of that is not because, oh, that's how you should do it. Right. You know, like for me, I personally think no effects on the phone. Wait till you get it in post because then you can manipulate everything and then go back and go, OK, never mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, because. Right. 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 But at the same time, you're the cool thing about that is like you can shoot something in slow-mo 
uh, a scene that you plan to make or whatever, and you can see the effect of that instantly, mm-hmm. how it'll look in post after you've implemented it before you shoot it. Yeah. Same with um, uh, the color, like colorizing. I know the the Filmic Pro app, I think you can shoot in, what do they call it when it's like... LUTs. Yeah, it's it's where it's super grayed out, you know, and then it, it's oh, easier. Oh, log capture. That's it. Black Magic Camera also does that, but I think you have to have. I'm pretty sure you have to have the the 15 for that. Got it. Because the 15 comes with log capture mm-hmm. now. The iPhone. It's total game changer. That's amazing. Now. Um, Wait, iPhone 15 yeah. has that. Yeah. Wow. Well, the Pro and the Pro Max. Yeah. Not the regular one. But if you get the Pro, then you have the color grading. And they've also, well, we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. more later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, too, you were talking about audio. And I Mm -hmm. just purchased for myself, for my self tapes, a a lav mic that hooks up to my iPhone. And the sound quality is like 10 times better. Yes. And I paid like 20 bucks for these lav mics (laughs) from Amazon. Yeah. Is, how cool are you? How cool. How cool. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they're Bluetooth. So you're not hooked up to a wire. You can be as far away as you. I mean, I think you can only be so far, but you can be right farther away than you typically would be if you were like hardwired. Yeah. Like RF signals uh, on the regular labs, mm-hmm. you know, it's yep. like I remember having this poor teenage girl standing on top of this building while I was shooting her from below. <laughs> and I wasn't even on, but this is my old video production day. She said she was scared of heights and I'm so cruel. You, That's cruel. <laughs> like, well, then that's you're, so cruel. You're going to get up there and I'm going to, with the loves. And she's like, can you hear me? I'm like, yeah, just do your lines. <laughs> you know, she was hosting a video. Uh, poor thing. Was then she, I made her get up on the ledge. I was going to say, there. was she on, on a ledge or like the edge of the building? It was so, so it was uh, uh, UCSD, the university. Yeah. And so I, we were doing, I was, I was actually, that was my very first project uh, that I was given. And I was giving full, I mean, it was great. And so on the sign, which is out front somewhere, right? There's this sign that says huge UCSD, you know, all spelled out. And it was like probably about seven feet high. It's not like the end of the world. But to somebody who's afraid of heights, getting up on a ledge mm-hmm. at the, at, on top of that sign. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, you could probably break some bones from seven feet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, lavaliers, there's shotgun mics. I, I've used the shotgun mic. I like audio technica as a brand the best yeah but anyways that's um one of the things that i wanted to to ask you as well is i want to go a little bit into i'm constantly trying to people yes you can make a movie with your phone Mm -hmm. a narrative film blah 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 you know we are film festival uh competition for the feature films they're narrative films i can't wait to see them (laughs) i'm I'm so excited you're gonna be blown away yeah by all of them, even the short films. But yes, the cool thing about it is that the feature films are shot completely with a phone. I allow only from, I think it was like in 2018 that I announced, okay, guess what? You can you can shoot aerial drone footage. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that also is because it brings up the production, the production value. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like... M. Night Shyamalan's films, you know, usually always start out with an aerial shot of something out in the woods or something, right? Before they come down into <laughs> the scene. <laughs> oh, are you talking about uh, what's the... It's probably my favorite of his, the only favorite of his. Mine is Signs. Yeah, Signs was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved that movie. I just loved it. I think I probably watched that movie... 13 times and I still haven't memorized the lines because I'm that great. And it was uh, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, he was in it. And What year, um, what year was that? Do that was, remember? I think that was 2000, 2004, 2005, wasn't it? Yeah, that sounds about right. Early, early 2000s. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I I know I know I was living out there in the mountains, and the screen door mm-hmm. that we had was wood, you know, like the one in the signs, and it had that squeaky <laughs> spring when you open, and it sunk swung closed, poof, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of that, like, oh, this is so awesome. They're using our screen door. <laughs> and you you were also wearing foil on your head. Yes, don't, that's don't right. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy, when you're acting in films i'm what i was going to with this i'm trying to promote that yes you could do it on the phone concentrate because filmmakers especially independent filmmakers sometimes i mean they're experimenting uh with their cameras and sets and all these things and i want people to start focusing first of all write a screenplay it's very easy when you're making a short to just say, well, we know the story. We just need a storyboard or a storyline, but we don't really need a screenplay. Mm-hmm. And I think screenplays are very helpful to actors for character development. What do you yeah. say about that? Because I'm trying to get mobile filmmakers to not only make better films, even though they're doing awesome. I'm like impressed every year, uh, yeah. Jeremy. But on top of that, to emphasize the acting and the character building. There are a lot of films that I've watched even on Netflix, right? And mm-hmm. the, the, the acting is not so great and it just kills the story. It does. Yeah. So you mean for like longer format, like more of a feature than a I short? I think... Yeah, I think in a feature more than a short, but I also mm-hmm. would say it's really important also in a short because you only have a few minutes really right. to tell that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, character development for any film, shorter feature is super important. Where did you get your expertise in acting? Because you're that good, I have to ask. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. Um I mean, I did theater all through high school. I had training in college. I was a I was double majoring in photography because I, I was like, oh, I'm I could get some you know behind the scenes sort of ex, uh, experience, which for me was through photography. And at the same time, I was doing theater. Um, and then I moved out to L.A. and I think I honestly at the very beginning, I mean, I had taken film acting for, you know, camera classes back in Ohio. And then when I moved to LA, I just kind of jumped right into getting involved on set. I think that's honestly the best way to learn, Mm -hmm. Uh, learn from your peers, see how other people do it. And yeah, that's kind of what I did for many, many years. And now I'm, you know, I've taken classes online and now I'm I'm finally in an in-person acting class after the pandemic. I'm finally in one that I really enjoy because it's a, a completely fresh approach to acting, and I'm I'm loving it so far. <laughs> wow. But that's that's now. So I mean, before that, what you know, one-off acting classes, or you know, I I I like to thank my teachers growing up in high school that taught me cool shit and in college too a lot of where did that come from where where like okay you were born Mm -hmm. (laughs) one day (laughs) i was yeah one day i was born that's um but what there's there's always a little glimpse of you know early childhood that kind of yeah what what's that story that story is pretty awesome i have to say my dad was he 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 worked a lot. Uh, he was he was out. Of, he worked out of town all the time. So he he was around when he could be around, and when he was, it was it was awesome. We made. He basically was a filmmaker, and he didn't. He wasn't pursuing it professionally by any means. But he was he was making. They weren't just. I mean, he made the home movies, but he was making home movies. And he would cast, he would cast me and my two brothers in all of his films. So there's a lot of footage of me as a kid playing, you know, like I remember in one, there was a a little short he made of me and my two, two brothers. We were all poker players and I was, I was the card dealer and it was called five card stud. 
And <laughs> he gave us, he gave me this like mustache made out of, what was it made out? It was like some fabric and it was just taped on. And I remember it kept falling off. So I'd have to like, <laughs> I think I was five. I was five years old and I'd have, Aww. I would giggle and I'd have to pick up my mustache and like put it back on. And he would do the voiceover of me. So I sounded like some older smoke smoker, like who was a car dealer. <laughs> a lot of cool stuff. So that's kind of, I think that's where that came from. hundred percent, like inspired by my dad who not only that, but he, he made these movies called, he called them bits and pieces hmm. where he would take, he would take footage from all these super cool, like 70s and 80s films rather they were horror movies or like action films and he would splice different scenes together and just make this really cool like montage like these clips from other movies and that was super inspiring to me yeah and they're all they're all in vhs you were inspired by your dad yeah definitely 100 percent so as you were getting a little older, like you said you were five. Mm-hmm. And then at what point, I mean, he just did this up through your elementary school and stuff or? Yeah, elementary school. He was always very like wanting to, you know, get a, like Halloween costumes. Like he was super into Halloween, which made me super into Halloween. Because mm-hmm. it's also like, that's like, I don't know, every actor's favorite holiday. It's like you get to dress up and... It's a production. It is. It uh, totally. It's a production. Yep. Every and and the and the funny thing about it is like, well, I tell people, I'm like, hey, it's Halloween is coming. Grab your phone and start, you know, snagging, you know, some some cool scenes. Go to the cemetery. It could even (laughs) be just shooting somebody's feet walking by. You know what I'm saying? With all the 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 colors of the lights and. And, you know, all that the leaves stuff. blowing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. Halloween, too. You're right. That's a mm-hmm. very popular holiday for that. So yeah. he was doing all that for Halloween and you're growing up like that in elementary yeah. school. And then at what point did you say, you know, this is something I want to do for for the rest of my life, I think. I think. Let's see. I mean, I did some talent shows when I was in Wow, this is way back, sixth grade. Yeah, I guess I'd just been doing it ever, ever since and at, like at home, just performing for family. And then my friends being, you know, stupid and doing silly performance things in, <laughs> you know, the basement. Or, so, but then high school came and that's when it was like, oh, you know, drama. I'm going to, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. That's it. And then high school, after I graduated, I was like, I can't be an actor. Like that's not, there's no financial status. You know, there's, there's no way I can make a living doing that. Cause for one, I was in, you know, Cleveland, Ohio, where it's, it just wasn't a thing. (laughs) Is it better now? Yeah. So it's great. I mean, if you're an indie filmmaker, it's a great place to be. Even for, I mean, there's a lot of studio films that go through Cleveland now, too, just because the, the tax break is way less. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until after probably like uh, the first couple of years of college where I was like, okay, I want to do th- I want to pursue this professionally. So then I, that was it. I quit school, dropped out of art school and moved to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just one of those guys. One of those. <laughs> but the cool thing about it is what was your what was your first casting what was your first experience in Hollywood as far as what yeah. you would feel at least that was Hollywood as and I'm not talking about the sidewalk or the sure. strip. <laughs> yeah, cuz uh have you been Yes, of course. Like everybody says, you know, so listeners, if you're listening to to us from, you know, some other country, you probably think the Hollywood Strip, Hollywood Boulevard, that's where, you know, the glamour is. No, guys, it's in (laughs) Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. (laughs) It's it's almost a clown show, Mm -hmm. you know, on there. And you will see clowns. Yes, you will. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. It's but it's very spectacle. interesting. It's it's a setting that is almost perfect mm-hmm. for movie making though as well. So you were you were there and so let's go back to that. What was yeah. your first Well, I think when you say Hollywood, I like to I'm gonna, I'm using air quotes like Hollywood. Right? Yeah. My very first feature film that I was ever cast in, I was 20 years old in Cleveland, Ohio. And it was a, a feature horror film called Elementary. Mm. That was like the first big production that I was in. And same with my my uh, friends in that movie. We still keep in contact and I love it. It's great because it was all our very first feature. Like we all came from a theater background. And then here we are shooting this film every night of the week sometimes on school nights or nights I had to work days that I had to work and the director and his pals, they made their own equipment. Like, yeah, they're dollies. They had dollies like, you know, big production quality dollies that they actually went to home Depot, bought the piping, they cut the piping and they, they, uh, they built it themselves and it was mind blowing. I've known some, I, I remember somebody making a jib for a, for That's a scene cool. for a movie. And it was at my house cause we were shooting part of it over when I was living out there in the, in the woods, in the mountains. Yeah. And it was cool. like 12 feet long or something Holy. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> How do you make a jib? I don't know, but people do, people rig, you know, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the people that rig this kind of stuff, I mean, they're the same people that can build you a car. Right. (laughs) Exactly. In a parking lot. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty cool. And so that was your first, and how did you, what was your impression of that what did you get out of that experience after that movie came out we actually we had like a whole premiere for it at uh the cedar lee theater in cleveland ohio we got a limo we did the whole like red carpet thing i was like this is fucking cool and carpet yeah i mean we were it was a blast and i think wait i'm sitting here smiling you don't see it just wait till you come to our red carpet it's a blast. I can't wait. Well, it's a show. It's a show. Yeah. We got the cosplayers and yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> so, yeah. wait. It was really important when I when I first started this, Jeremy, that I yeah. did it in a way that it was an in-person film festival to say I'm rolling out the red carpet and give people that kind of respect. Because look mm-hmm. at what Jeremy just said. It inspires you. It It's kind of... It's not really all affirmation, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's like that, it's like the icing on the cake, right? Yeah, it is. And I, I, it also is like, I, you know, for like a film fest setting, it's, it's, it's a very, um, celebratory experience. I think it just brings the people together. I think what you're doing is awesome. Thank you. I thought you yeah. were going to say something about your comparing it to um to the experience that you had at that that screening. And did you did the film did you also go to film festivals for it or did they win awards and things or I that think, also helps, right? <laughs> yeah, that does, that does help. Actually, I have a a short film that played tonight at some theater, I don't know, somewhere in Hollywood. Nice. Yeah, so it's making some festival rounds, but that one that we did in Cleveland was I think they had they got really close to getting um distribution for it, but it never happened, so they just did a they they self-distributed, I guess is the word for it. Yeah. Uh so there was a DVD and I I think at some point you could buy it. I don't know if you still can. <laughs> I doubt I'm, it. I'm I'm laughing because we had this experience with the the Walt Whitman movie. <laughs> like, yeah, there yeah. are people, you know, like where, <laughs> whatever happened. But I've worked on so many films that were like that. Like some of them, like never made it out, mm-hmm. you know, from post production. You know, the experience 
I mean, what are you going to say? You yeah. work for it. You did you did your best while you're there. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, when they cut out parts of, of your character in the yeah. I See You film, it's like, you know, you're like, oh, but you got to take the wins on top yeah. of that, you know? And yeah. you're just, I think that that whole scene probably could have been taken out, but I, I got mm-hmm. a feeling that they decided to keep it because it was so freaking creepy, Jeremy. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it had that effect and it kind of, I think the film kind of needed it then before it goes further where it really gets creepy. Yeah. I don't know. I. It's interesting because, yeah, I mean, they they could have edited that whole mm-hmm. scene out completely and the movie yeah. still would have been great. I know. Um, and I know these things because I watch so many films that I know... Mm-hmm that they have to be a particular time, running time. Yeah, exactly, the running time. I can, yeah, sometimes I can say to somebody, you know, kind of hint them, like, if you could tighten this up mm-hmm. and make it better in the end. And some people have heeded to that advice and they liked it, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're right. You're, you're right, too. Like, the wins, you got to take the wins. And, I'm, yeah, that was a win for me, for sure. Definitely. Like, yeah. I can't forget that scene. Um, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah well you're gonna get to uh what are you expecting i mean what are you expecting let me rephrase uh, that <laughs> my expectations are pretty low <laughs> what is your what are you working on next what's your next big project that you're working on i mean outside of coming to san diego for the festival <laughs> right which i'm super excited about i'm so pumped um <laughs> Right now, uh, you know, auditions have been slow. I I don't really have anything in the wings right now except focusing on uh, my class and doing scene work in in there right now. I'd say it's a good time, Jeremy, to hook up with some people at the festival and uh, make yeah. make a feature yes. on the phone. I'm and I really think you down. should be the uh, the protagonist of whatever it is that you end up making. <laughs> the protagonist. The protagonist. Yeah, that chum, sounds chum, chum. that sounds great. <laughs> I will say I I well two things. One, I I did a short film with a director who uh, where the short films, the one I mentioned about premiering tonight at a film fest. Yeah. He brought me on his second project and instead of being in front of the camera, I was behind the camera as I was the casting director for it. And then I was also the AD, the nice. first AD that was intense. So yeah. props yes. to anybody who, you know, that's what they do and they do it like full scale every day. That's, that's insane. You're like I, the drill sergeant on set. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Everything, you know, I, every 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 part of a production is super important. But the AD man, wow, what a what a job! Yeah, it is. It is a very important job, but it also is so necessary because mm-hmm. that way the director can focus on the vision and work with the character building part with with you with actors. Yeah. Yep. You know, and if they don't have an AD, it's just taking more from them. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> all definitely. right. Where was I going with that? I was going to, I was going somewhere. Oh, I you know. would, you would ask me like if I had anything going on, but I was going to mention yeah. quickly that um, I did a short back in January and the director texted me the other day with a um, a screen grab of the, his editing bay. Yeah. And he 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 basically locked the whole film down, nice. except we have one more scene to shoot, and I'm, he's not sure if we're going to shoot it. But I will say that was an incredible experience. Um, the director's name is Max Jeffrey, and he's brilliant. And I can't wait for I can't wait to see that. What's the so uh, genre? Interesting question. You'll have to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a little. Uh, I I think it's there's a lot of open ends to the whole production, but it's it's about a, like a twenty minute short. I would say. Yeah, 
There's a lot of surprises, I think. <laughs> well, we'll just have to wait for that. When when can people find out? Uh, good question. I'm not for sure. I'm just full actually. of good questions today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I just said good question like five minutes ago or like one minute ago. Well, usually that <laughs> great question. Too bad I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's Hopefully great. Soon. That's great. Um, and again, every experience you have, whether, you know, as, as we share with mobile filmmakers, you know, every experience mm-hmm. that you have turns into your expertism, you know, yeah. um, that's where it leads. The more and more you do it, like Jeremy, you know, all the experiences that I, I don't know how many you've ever turned down. But I would imagine it's really hard to turn a project down on this. It's conflicting with mm-hmm. something else because yeah. you're getting more experience and more chances to perfect your skill as an actor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, definitely. I I think, you know, that old that old saying, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the only thing I've ever turned down are, are auditions. And it's probably because I you know, don't want to, depending on what the storyline is or the character, it's maybe like, mm, not so interesting, or maybe I don't necessarily need it for my, my repertoire or whatever you call it. My, my footage, your portfolio. Yeah. My portfolio. It's yeah. I mean, man, I can't wait for that day where I'm just like, choosing. (laughs) That's, that's pretty awesome. I do think you're going to get there. Um, I really see, I mean, I've, I've watched you from, you know, you were just like a teenage soldier. That sounds like Mm -hmm. a song. Is there a song that says that? Teenage Wasteland. I was thinking teenage soldier. (laughs) I was thinking literally that song. That's funny. Uh, So because I'm very bad, I'm very bad with lyrics and things like that yeah. so <laughs> who sings um, that teenage wasteland um the who is it the who or one of know. those i don't know it's one of those bands yeah <laughs> i sound horrible hey guys if i'm offending <laughs> you with my no knowledge of <laughs> just reach out to me and let me know um jeremy it's been great having you on the show for the first time i know you're going to be back uh, yeah, this probably, is super fun. Yeah, and probably after the festival too to get some like, okay, mm-hmm. what you were thinking was going to happen and now, you know, the end result. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, you you were right about the who I Googled just now. Oh, really? Oh, wow, yeah. that's, a, that's a good lucky guess on my end. <laughs> Jeremy, any last words? I know that sounds really bad. <laughs> any last words <laughs> i will leave you with this i <laughs> no uh, actually I'm waiting I, my ears I, were. i like... will leave you with this so i saw today um and it's inspired me and it's probably going to be in my back pocket every day for as long as i live mm-hmm. so uh, it was a quote it wasn't really even a quote it was more a question it was do you want people to like you or do you want to be free if you've got creative juices flowing and you need to get something out there, don't don't sit and wait till you have enough money to buy a fancy camera that you don't even need. And you can just use the phone that's in your back pocket or wherever you carry it. You know what I mean? So it's like, just don't sit and wait for things to happen. You can, you can be making things. So maybe that's what my last words actually are. My last words to that, though, Jeremy, is... Yeah, tell me your last words, please. My last words to that to encourage some of your your acting friends, our Mm -hmm. acting friends, is that when you have people in Hollywood who are okay with standing and doing their their performing, let me rephrase Mm -hmm. that, when they're performing in front of the lens coming out from a phone, yeah, they're still able to do their, they're not thinking about that. It doesn't matter to them. Mm-hmm. What I've heard is this is coming from Mark Hadlow and Jed Brophy, 
were in the Hobbit films. For them, it was like when you read a good story, a good screenplay, that's what makes the decision, I want to be in this and I, I can play this part and I want to play it. I, I accept this challenge. And that's probably something similar to what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you, like you were saying earlier too, or like we talked about before, before we hopped on here was it's all about the storytelling. So if you're, if you're in it, if you're in the story, doesn't matter what it looks like per se. Mm -hmm. Cause if you're in it, then you're in it and it is what it is. And I like your perspective and I wanted to share this with our listeners because I, I think there are listeners who are writing incredible screenplays mm -hmm. and they're waiting for that screenplay to get picked up. And I'm like, gosh, you literally can, can grab, just reach out to people who are making movies with their phone mm -hmm. and, and share this with them. And don't be afraid to look for really good actors yeah. like Jeremy. To act in them because if your screenplay is awesome and you it, it should be right you're mm -hmm. always as a writer you're that's your goal then yeah. don't be afraid to reach out to really good actors they don't always have to be just whoever will accept it's like don't settle for it look for the best person that can portray your character and people like jeremy actors mm -hmm. like you that's your job that's what you want to do. And you know what I, to add to that too, is there is a huge thing happening now in Hollywood where they're calling them vertical movies. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> yeah. They are like the hottest thing right now. And I will say the, I, I have not personally submitted myself, but I've had friends that have, and I've heard stories and I've read scripts and but explain it to explain it to our listeners what that is yeah so so basically what it is is they are there's all of these new apps that are coming out that are you know short format so you can watch episodics that are like one minute long episodes mm -hmm. and there there are many different kind of apps that are coming out now that are you know like youtube watching youtube shorts but it's within the specific app and they're they're like, yeah, they're like a series. Like a lot of them are very soap, soap operas. Mm -hmm. There's like uh, mystical elements to a lot of them. They're like romance, high dramas, but they're they're basically episodics that are shot on phones. And yes. the the, but they're all, also to be watched on the phone. To be watched on the phone. That's right. Um, like, don't submit those to our film festival because. <laughs> Yeah, it's don't do that. Person. <laughs> it's also not the right format. No. <laughs> right? Like No. Yeah. Well, it's just like here you are, you've got the wide screen and there's only a shot in the middle and you can only see that. Right, everything's centered. <laughs> yes. Well, um, you miss out on the cinematic feel, I think. I'm still tr yeah. I think I think that's the challenge of it. You miss out on everything, I think. You miss out on the acting, you the storytelling, because I and to what you were saying about, you know, writing good scripts and telling good stories is I think that's what's missing from this whole vertical phenomena mm -hmm. or phenomenon. Yes. <laughs> You're right. It's, that's missing. It's missing the quality, like the good story quality. Yeah. Which And if you captivate somebody for the story, you you you've got them why not hang on to them and keep them and share the rest of the story yeah you know because then when you captivate somebody and you've got them i mean mm -hmm. when you have someone in front of you and you're sharing a story right like a little kid or something and their eyes are just wide open and they're just super focused on you mm -hmm. you're going to keep that story going if you're making it up you're going to keep it going a little bit Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You just, as you were talking for some reason, I was thinking about, I, I shot a music video with my, mm -hmm. my nieces and my nephews on my iPhone. I shot a music video. It was like an unofficial video to a Radiohead song. I just <laughs> remembered that, but that was all on an iPhone. <laughs> See, 
<laughs> and edited on a, on an iPhone. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know why already... I thought about that, but. All right. So that was the final last words that lasted twenty minutes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> final last words. The or So the final, final, final last words on the final. Mm-hmm. Well, great. So again, so Jeremy, Jeremy Gladen. Did I say it right this time? You did. <laughs> Do I sound Southerner? Jeremy Gladen. Jeremy Gladen. Over on uh, the the online net thing. <laughs> <laughs> that online net thing, yep. Yep. So uh, so anyways, jeremygladen.com. And then your Instagram is what? What is your Instagram? Uh, same name, Jeremy Gladen. At, uh, it's the, you know, at. The at, oh, yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy Gladen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I never look at that for some reason. I don't look at handles. That's so weird. Um, so, Jeremy... Thank you very much for being a part of the show. Thank you. I I really love the discussion and I know our listeners will too. Mm-hmm. And speaking of our listeners, say goodbye to our listeners. Yeah, bye listeners. Thanks for listening. <laughs> mm-hmm.